Hello and welcome to Screen Babble, your guide to what to watch. We'll be tuning into hours and hours of TV so we can tell you what you need to be switching on and what's to be avoided. I'm your host, Kelly Crichton, and once again this week, I'm joined by Alex Morland and Stephen Ross, our resident TV critics who shine a light on the path to TV enlightenment. If you haven't tuned in before, each week we'll be chatting about what we're watching, as well as looking more closely at a new programme or something making the headlines in the deep dive. This week, Alex talks to us about, and I am so excited for this, the return of Succession. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. <laughs> Finally, we go back to the future to tell you about a program you may have missed when it first aired or streamed. As the 23rd of March marks three years from the first lockdown, Stephen has been watching This England and is going to share his thoughts with us on that a little bit later. Very timely indeed. So, first, we'd like to talk about what everyone has been watching this week. And boy, are you guys in for a treat. We have none other than Sam Hewen of Outlander fame on the show to tell us what he's been watching. All of that in a little while. First, Alex and Stephen. Stephen, we missed you. Did you have a nice holiday? Yes, it was, it was fantastic. Thank you. Oh, um, good. And I didn't spend it watching TV, but I have watched a little bit. That's reassuring. That's what we like to hear. Take a break from the TV. So uh, bring us up to speed. What did you watch? Well, yeah, I went back and binged the last season of Queer Eye. So mm. I'd watched the first five seasons ages ago and then sort of, I don't know yep. if I didn't realise that season six had come out or whatever, but um, yep. yeah, very wholesome. Oh, I love a bit of Queer Eye, yeah. yeah. It was one of my lockdown TV programmes. Yeah, I think that's when I watched it actually the first time round. Um, and it's just yeah. uh, the Fab Five, five gay chaps that well and one um, non-binary person who go around and basically glam up some southern guy or gal's life and give them a makeover, redo their home. And then you also have some guy that like works on their mental health and someone that teaches them how to cook a meal. But I think mostly they do it to get a home makeover and a new wardrobe. Mm, yeah, mm -hmm. very, very good stuff. It, it is enjoyable, even though it's very formulaic. Like, every episode is, is the same, essentially, isn't it? But, yeah, and um, the, there are I, a few bits where it just becomes a bit too cringy and a bit too American and, like, <laughs> my God, we survived this pandemic and now we can survive anything. And it's it's a bit frustrating when they do that, but it's very good. Have you ever what. watched it, Alex? I Well, I was going to ask if you meant the sort of the new one yeah the because of the pandemic one. but because mm -hmm. i was gonna say i've only seen the like 2003 one yeah, yeah so the, the current one is called queer eye yeah. and the original was queer eye for the straight guy yeah of course so Very i think different. that's the slight difference yeah. well yeah because this isn't just straight guys that are on it you've got like yeah, um lots of different people women gay people and um trans people and there tend oh to be God. people who've had a rough time or yeah. challenges in their life or whatever, and they sort of deserve, uh, you know, help or whatever. Yeah. So it is a little bit um, judgy in that sense. But um, it's still, it's still, I, I feel like it's one of these programs that's probably not going to age well, kind of all these sort really of reinvention really. programs get, a, yeah. you know, they go out of date uh, quite quickly. Um, but I think they're doing it with lots of positive intentions, you know, so you just kind of go with the flow. The, and, it, and it is quite funny and the characters are big, so they carry it well. Yeah. The 2003 one is very, uh, very obviously 20 years ago. Yeah. Really, yeah. Which is funny, but yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I think him back to the like the original sort of Trini and Susanna stuff, like where they're like ripping women's blouses off them and like talking to them about their boobs, you know, on TV. And it's like, what? Um, just a little bit too hensy and sort of, I don't know, yeah. direct and bossy or something, you know. So, uh, yeah, but. This is the world we live in. Um, so, yeah. So, oh, good. So you enjoyed it anyway, Stephen. I did, yeah. Good. I haven't seen all of the last series, actually. I must dip into it. I feel like those, you know, those programs you watch during the pandemic, you kind of get a strange feeling when you go back to them, I mm. think, as well, because your head is in such a different space now and it's it jogs memories and things like that. So, yeah, maybe I probably avoid them, to be honest with you. Um Okay, so over to you, Alex. Tell us, you, you've been doing a lot of watching this yeah. week. Yeah, mm. more, more than usual, somehow. Wow. Even somehow. more than usual. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I've setting, your alarm, setting your alarm earlier. Squeezing a yeah, few more hours not, in. I, I don't know. Not, not sure how I managed it. It's a miracle. Um, Didn't have Stephen burning the ear off you last week. You had hours, hours and hours of time to yourself. Exactly, yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, so I, I caught up on Shrinking, uh, oh, which yeah. I was complaining about a while ago. Yes. But it, it got better as it went along. Oh, uh, so I'm quite enjoying it now, which is good. Good, 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 good. Um, started watching Fleischman is in Trouble, uh, which is good, makes a nice change from all of the crime drama rubbish. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. So it's about a couple who have got a divorce, um, and it is... I've only seen the first couple of episodes, but it's quite immediately. It's quite focused on um, the the guy's perspective, Jesse Eisenberg's perspective, in such a way that it feels like it is very clearly about to sort of have a reversal, I suppose, yep. and sort of go. Actually, you know, he's not as sympathetic as he seems. Yeah. But um, no, enjoyed that very very sort of watchable. Where is um, that on? That's on Disney Plus. Okay. Uh, all all eight episodes available now. Cool. I started watching Extrapolations, uh, which is a sort of climate change anthology drama thing. It's fine. I think I'll yeah. probably stick with it, but it's not amazing. Yeah. Um, but the main one is Yellow Jackets, mm. which is back this week, and I've been mm. looking forward to for ages. Mm. Uh, and I've watched the first couple of the new series, uh, and that's really good. And I would recommend it to to both of you and all of our listeners. So, uh, is is that all of that available, or is that coming out sort of later? series? Series one is all available. Yeah. Um, and they're giving it a big sort of push, I think now. Yeah. So am I right in put... saying it's sort of a teen horror drama thing? Is that right? Or am I totally off? The, no, off? that yeah, that is part of what it is. Okay. Um, so the idea is it's kind of unfolding across two timelines you've got the 1996 scenes and the sort of present day stuff mm. uh in 1996 this football team have crash landed in the wilderness mm. uh and obviously that is pretty difficult living in the wilderness trying to survive without any food and sort of injuries from the crash that kind of thing mm. and they're all sort of driving each other up the wall because it's kind of like a Lord of the Flies situation, I guess. Yeah. And then in the present day, uh, it's got sort of adult versions of some of those characters. It's kind of like conspicuous oh, okay. who's missing, who survived, okay. who hasn't. Yeah. Uh, and it's sort of following them as they deal with it and what they might have brought back from the island. Hmm. Um, 
there Nast is. Nast meets alive meets a few other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's really well cast, like the sort of the teenage versions and the adult versions. Okay. And there is sort of, sort of hanging over it are questions like, you know, what do they do to survive? What's going on on the island? Mm-hmm. Did they start eating each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that's really good. I yeah. really enjoyed the new episode. Nice kind of mystery element yeah. to it. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's a lot. Um, yeah. There's more that I didn't even oh my get God. into. Yeah, oh. I know. But I'll just keep going for ages. <laughs> okay, well, we have so many great things to talk about today. We'll maybe, you can update us again next week. Yeah, yeah I'd love to come back to Yellow Jackets in a few weeks. I'd like to watch that. So we'll, uh, we'll maybe yeah, have for more. I think you'd full, like it a lot. Fulsome conversation about it at that point. Um, watch, uh, yes. watch Yellow Jackets on. Yellow Jackets. First series will be on Sky and Now TV and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Second series is on Paramount+. Plus. Okay. And cool. the very first episode is on YouTube for free. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to so do the, we'll have to do the um, free trial for yeah, Paramount again. Damn it! <laughs> all over the place. But that is a very good show on Paramount Plus. Uh, okay. Yeah. Fair so enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Um, yes. I. I was. My viewing was a bit all over the shop as well this week. I finished better, Alex. You yeah. know, we were waiting to have a bit what of a chat about that. Yeah. I don't know. I think. I. <clears throat> I think maybe. I expected a little bit more from it, but um, I did. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's kind of hard to stop thinking about the fact that those two people were having an affair in real life when I was watching it. But um, no, I think it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. What did you think of the end of it? I thought it was the the most interesting part of it, I guess, because yeah. mm-hmm. I was less fond of the opening few than I think both of you were. But, I don't want to give away anything, but... Yeah. Okay. Might if anyone's well. planning, if yeah. anyone's yeah, if anyone's planning, just, on, just, just skip a minute. The I didn't really believe she would just give away all that money, just like all her earnings from all those years, and she just like gave it all away, didn't she? So I, I found that a little bit like, you know, and it was like no qualms. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Other than that, yeah. No, I enjoyed it, and good acting in in the series as well. So. Um, I, I quite enjoyed her like coming to terms with the fact that like she was like adamant that she wanted to like fix everything but at no personal yeah. cost to herself and yeah. then that, like yeah. um, that moral conscience character from Game of Thrones who's in it the old fella he keeps yes. saying well you know you're gonna have to like either go mm. to prison or do this or do like you can't just ma- wave a magic wand and you're back to your normal life after having worked mm-hmm. with like this criminal for your entire yeah. career and she was like so stunned that she might have to sacrifice something yeah. to But she seemed to be like every now and again, she was like, okay, I'm just going to give everything up. I'm just going to give everything up and just give myself up and blah, blah, blah. It kind of swung, didn't it, between those two extremes? Exactly. Like, yeah. I thought that was in- interesting about it, I guess, because it wasn't yeah. like a straightforward kind of, oh, you want to better yourself. That's that's good. That's like a clean moral, I guess. Mm, yeah. Mm. It felt like it was saying actually she's being kind of vain, I guess, by yeah. sort of saying, oh, "I'm going to do all of these things." Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Yeah, and I yeah, I suppose, and it kind of reflected in the fact that she'd all these sort of men wrapped around her little finger. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, she, I thought the young actors were very good in it as well. The guy that played her son and yeah. the, the friend, um, I don't know their names, um, but yeah. Just something a bit different, I thought. So, yeah, definitely recommend that. Um, 
the other couple of things I watched, and I won't go into an awful lot of detail because I know they're not of major interest to everybody, but um, I watched the first episode of um, the new Bake Off Stand Up to Cancer and I thought it was very funny. It was very good. If anybody's looking for something light to watch this week, um, it was David Schwimmer, Jesse Nelson, Rose Malfeo and Tam Davies and um, lots lots of laugh out loud moments, I have to say. So uh, even if you're not a Bake Off fan, there's a nice bit of comedy in there. Um, and then the other thing was is... I watched two episodes of Rise and Fall. Okay. Did either of you watch it? I watched the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will watch some more of it, but I feel like exactly what you said last week, Alex, was it on, did we talk about it briefly on On the weekend one. It was the preview. When I was doing my Stephen impression. Yes. Mm. Um, So Alex (laughs) (laughs) previewed... Uh, Rise and Fall, which is the Channel 4, the new Channel 4 reality TV competition thing. It's like The Apprentice. It's like The Apprentice meets Love Island meets Elements of Big Brother. Um, But my first criticism of it would be that they didn't give us enough time at the start of the series to get to like the people in the series before they started pitting us, pitting them against each other. So we'd know sort of allegiances and there's already like someone has to be thrown out and somebody has to take charge and blah, 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 blah. Um, so it is that thing that you were saying, Alex, of like, they're not particularly, no one's particularly likable. You know, you don't, you don't, um, two episodes in and I'm still, I still don't have someone that I'm rooting for mm. out of, 12 or 14 people mm. um, so I wonder if that's going to change it is on I think every night this week and then it goes to four nights yeah. a week for a few more weeks I don't even know how many weeks after that it's, and I feel like God, that's a lot yeah, of telly 18 episodes total so I think it's something like okay yeah, the, another three weeks after yeah, this week okay. like so uh, I I'd assumed it based maybe on the title more. that it was like a sweeping historical drama about the Roman Empire so I was like quite excited <laughs> when I first heard about it. Yeah, no. yeah. And then that might be preferable, to be honest. It's, yeah. it's not that at all. So I don't think I'm going to bother with it. Yeah, it's, and I don't yeah, really not. like Greg James on telly. Mm. Oh, just he's audio only. I just I don't know. I just think he's better on the radio. I find him kind of stiff on on telly, and his script is so cliched. It's like, mm. ugh. Anyway. He hasn't been in it a lot, to be fair. He just does the sort of blah, blah, blah at the start and end, you know. So, yeah, we'll see. So I'll stick with it a little bit a little yeah. bit longer, but I may give up. But, yeah. So, yes, yeah. I thought I, with, with these, I always want them to be more like psychologically taxing on the contestants, which I think <laughs> is not, it's not a great impulse. Driver. But the, so, so the way it works is you have like... Um, rulers and workers and the workers are building the prize fund for the rulers yep. and, and only one of the rulers can win it yep. and they immediately told the workers that i don't understand why they weren't all keeping it a secret and sort of lying mm. to each other and yeah they're, they are very conniving already though alex like yeah but last night they had yeah they had to um they had to vote one of the underlings up um mm last night but two of them had to kind of go before the the there are names for them which I just cannot remember <laughs> but it's yeah it's like rulers and workers right yeah. and um, and then the rulers had to choose between the two that were sort of voted up by the rest of the workers and you could just see their little brains ticking over and trying to decide who is 
more malleable or pliable or whatever who can we get to do what we want to do but then kick them out really quickly um and and some people are coming at it from a sort of a trying to be empathetic point of view and some of them are being really straight up and down harsh and loud and and they're just all being really competitive and kind of horrible so yeah it's just I think my point would be you have to like some characters mm. in these TV programs to keep you um, going through it, to keep your interest in it. And at the moment, none of them are particularly likable, which is actually a very good uh, segue to the next program yeah. we're going to talk about, <laughs> where you often find yourself like not liking anybody as well in succession. But anyway, first, we are going to hear from none other than Sam Ewan, a.k.a. Jamie Fraser, star of Outlander, who I met in Glasgow recently and asked him what he'd been watching. And I got some other intel too. But first, Alex, you have a fun fact about Outlander. Is that right? I do. Or I have a quiz about Outlander, if you prefer. Um, oh, another quiz. Oh, we love a quiz. Go on then. Okay. So, so. <laughs> I love that you've got a little cue card, like you are actually a quiz yeah, master. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it could be blank. He's getting a bit, you're getting a bit professional here, Alex. Go yeah, on. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm strong, more like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so uh, Outlander is based on, or the the books, the Outlander books, is uh, started life as fan fiction for what? For what? Was it Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, or Lord of the Rings? Okay. Well, my answer would be Game of Thrones. Okay. Kelly? That's the most logical one. That's the most logical one. Yeah. Agree. That's true. That's it, true. Well, perhaps perhaps it's contemporary with books. One book inspired another book, perhaps. So Outlander's been around for about 10 years and it was based on the books. So surely a few of the books came before that. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's Lord of the Rings. Okay. I can tell you that no one got it right because the answer is actually Doctor Who. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. How, uh, what is the link was, there? Tell us, explain. So there was a character many years ago, who was sort of a Scottish character who got sent back in time, uh, hmm. whose name was Jamie, and he was played by Fraser McCrimmon, Jamie Fraser. Oh. And the, that actor has appeared in the show as a sort of reference. Oh, wow, there you go. So, yeah. I wish I knew that before Fun I fact. met Sam Hugh and I could have, like, yeah. wowed him with that knowledge. If, if he knew. It's, it's maybe a little Even bit Even if obscure. he knew. Yeah. I know. I felt a little bit like... Um, of an, an imposter because I've never even watched a single episode of Outlander. Have you? Uh, I love Outlander if he's on our podcast. I but love it otherwise, too. Otherwise, no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> Sam is very nice, a.k.a. Jamie Fraser. So yeah, let's hear from him what he has been watching recently. I'm here with Sam Hewan in Glasgow. Welcome to Screen Babble, Sam. Thanks for having me. We, on the podcast, like to talk about what we've been watching recently. Um, So give us some insight. Obviously, we're all really looking forward to the new Outlander series coming this summer. Yes. What have you been watching? Well, we have been very busy on Outlander, so I haven't had an awful lot of time. But do you know what I have been watching that I'm absolutely obsessed by? Physical 100. Oh, yes, I watched some of it. Isn't it great? Now, I know it's not drama, but I do love a good, uh, you know, a good docu and a good um, sports show. So it's a Korean show, um, a bit like, kind of like Gladiators. You have a hundred different 
sports men and women of every variety, different body types, and then they're given these challenges and they have to compete. Uh, and it's just so fun to watch. You know, a, like, kind of guess who's got the best kind of body type, the best sport that's adaptable to these different challenges. But B, the characters in it are amazing, you know, and, and the Koreans are just, they're so, you just can't help but fall, fall in love with each one of them. They're just so endearing. So uh, love that. Um, yeah. Physical 100. Absolutely. We have recommended this already. I'm sure the listeners will be delighted to know we're on oh, the same track. Good. And uh, by the way, Sam, we are totally backing you for Bond. So we're hoping to see that in the next few uh, years. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Very excited. Yeah. Well, um, you know, obviously we're on Outlander for one more season, uh, which we're starting um, soon. Obviously, we're finishing this one. But uh, I'm also working on another TV show that's, uh, at the moment. And I have a movie coming out soon, too, with Celine Dion. Yes, in the summer, a rom-com. It's a rom-com called Love Again with Priyanka Chopra. Uh, it's got a real heart and it's celebrating the music of Celine Dion. And uh, yeah, go see it. It's a lot of fun. We will. And we will certainly review it on Screen Babble. Thank oh, you, Sam. Please do. Now, wasn't that exciting? Thank you, Sam. It's like he was in the room with us. Come back anytime. So moving along, Alex is going to talk to us about the return of Succession for one final season, which makes me a little bit sad. You know, when you really love a TV programme and there's a new series of it coming, but it's the last series and it's just tinged with sadness. Bittersweet. Alex. Give us a little rundown of what's happened in the last series and then tell us a little bit about what we can expect from the fourth and final series. Okay. Well, see, I I know Stephen hasn't seen it, but I feel like of of all of the shows that we've spoken about that you haven't seen, this is like tailor-made to be something you yeah, enjoy. I know, but I yeah. can't anyway. So just talk about it and okay. I'll in, tune in, out. In, but, in yeah, general terms. Um, yeah. So Succession is about family, sort of a media mogul family, kind of vaguely Murdoch-esque. Hmm. And the children of of this billionaire media owner are constantly kind of competing with each other for control of the company, for their dad's affection, approval, love, validation. Hmm. Um, and... They're, they're just constantly kind of falling over each other in, in pursuit of that. Uh, and it is very good. It's very, very good. Mm. Uh, it is sort of a, I, I would say it's a comedy. Mm. Uh, yeah, comedy in the style of a drama rather than a drama with funny mm. bits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in series three, the dynamic change, conflict kind of came to a head. Uh, going into the fourth series now, the final series, um, the children are united in a way they haven't been before against their father. And it is all all to play for, for control of the company and maybe perhaps his respect. But yes, yeah, so that's that's kind of the gist. Mm. It's very good. It's still very good. Um, yeah. I watched it last night. I watched it very late last night, almost as if it was still on US time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's how I get with so much TV and I keep terrible hours. Um, mm. But yeah, it's it's very good. It feels like the final series. Does um, it already? Yeah, because I think there'd been... It, it was not a surprise exactly, but they only announced relatively last minute that this was the final series. Yes. Um, but going into it, it does feel like 
yeah, it's it's wrapping up. It's time for the sort of the final bow kind of thing. Yeah. Um, besides the family, obviously, there's these sort of peripheral characters, husbands and cousins and things like that, and they bring so much to the um, to the whole thing as well. Matthew McFadden yeah. and yeah, it's just there is some there. great stuff for Greg in the first episode. Oh, is yes. there? Okay, Greg is absolute comic character. The kind of um, over-promoted, yeah, you know, like distant cousin. Um, yeah, who has grand notions about himself and what he's capable of, and he's just really a bit of a buffoon. But yeah, there's some really good comedy in it. You're right, but it's this. It's what I love about it is the way it makes you from one episode to the next switch your allegiances between the characters. So one minute you're shouting for one person, and the next minute you're like, "Oh, they're such a whatever." Move on to the next or whatever, and you. But you, it kind of makes you feel like dirty, like as in, you know, I'm, I don't know. It just manipulates yeah. the viewer so well, unlike any other TV program I've ever watched. And it is, I always, one of my markers of a great TV program is, does it make you shout at the telly? Yes, it does. There will be. <laughs> Succession is a, a big shout at the telly program. There'll be a lot of that. Um, yeah, where you're like, no, yeah. don't do that. Oh, my God. Is, ah. I, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that obviously they are not necessarily as united for as long as they might of seem. Of course not. Yeah, there it's is, never going to happen. Always, always the infighting going on. The You know, rising to the top is their primary um, desire and they will step over whoever they need to step over to get there. So, yeah, and, and just... Brilliant acting, great cast, and yeah, devastated it's going to finish, but looking forward to it nonetheless. So how many episodes in this series? There are going to be 10 episodes this series, I believe. Oh, good. uh, Which is... For once, I'm happy there's lots of episodes. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, (laughs) It's on weekly, so that's exciting. We can can just talk about it every week. Cool. Um, But yeah, no, there's... Stephen, you've got to catch up. Like, you're going to be so bored. There's (laughs) some great uh, stuff with Tom and Shiv in the first episode. yeah. Uh, which is which is always my favourite part. I think they're my yeah. favourite characters, probably. So again, husband and wife who t- have, just yeah, totally like strained relationship. <laughs> climbers and yeah, very strange. Like they just married for the sake of it, but pretend to actually love each other. It's weird. Oh well. Um, well, I. Oh. Well, I, I won't say anything. Okay. All right. I, I, I think. Um, it, I think it, it's deeper between them than that. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Watch the space. Um but yeah, and some some great um great acting obviously as well. And great like like they are they filmed the thing all over the world. It's mm. obviously got a very big budget as well. So yeah, so that's succession. Can you tell we're excited? Yeah, it's fantastic. Moving along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, what day is it coming out? Do you know? So it's it's this Sunday. Or sort of oh. three AM Monday. Monday. Yeah. Monday at two AM, yeah. Yeah. So glad I have very little plans for the next yeah. few weeks. That'll be the this highlight of my wow. weekend. <laughs> exactly. Lucky you getting to watch the first episode yes. as well. Isn't it great? Your job is just I great. Know. I love it. it, is, love it. Sometimes it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. You just like send us, like video it on your phone and send it. No, don't do that. Don't no, do that. I can't. <laughs> At the start of every one, it says, if you do that, the FBI will come and get you. 
Genuinely, <laughs> oh, we don't want that. And everything. Who, like, oh, can't who be. would we get to fill your boots, Alex? That, we just yeah. can't do that. No, 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 no. Okay, thank you for that, Alex. And now we go back to the future with Stephen, who's going to tell us about this England three years this week since the first lockdown. And Boris Johnson is in uh, Westminster answering questions about his behaviour during that time. So it's all very timely, Stephen. So well done you. Tell us about this England. Yes, so obviously this England, because it's a pandemic sort of biopic, it came out, I think, September last year. So it's not actually very far back to the future that we're going. No. But the show itself takes you back to the pandemic um, and it covers the first wave of, so it sort of starts in like 2019 with a bit of a montage of um live meat markets in China to early cases and then the news reports and then suddenly everyone waking up to the fact that this actually might be a pretty big deal. And then it sort of runs up to the whole Barnard Castle debacle, which if you don't remember was Dominic Cummings travelling to Barnard Castle and breaking the rules that his government introduced and then having to, well, not resign, get pushed out by Boris as his advisor. Um and it was kind of like traumatic going and watching this because it was yeah. like, do you remember that really horrible national traumatic moment that lasted for like two years? Well, now we've done a yeah. six-part drama on it and it was really good. I thought it was too really soon? good. Too soon, question mark, which they've waited well, a while? I mean, in some ways, like obviously the it's coming out as we're still sort of deciding what the pandemic was and how it was handled, but it... it it does also seem to have been very well researched. I think they spoke to like hundreds of Downing Street aides and officials and things. And you remember recently Matt Hancock's WhatsApp messages got leaked and, yeah. and they were talking about how he's obsessed with just hitting this 100,000 a day test deadline. And that was mm. coming out in the WhatsApp messages. Well, mm. when this in this series, he's shown to be obsessed with just hitting that deadline at any cost. So it does seem to have understood yeah. what was going on in the corridors mm-hmm. of power quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenneth Branagh was it, plays... Was it, Chan- sorry? Is it a Channel 4 production? Who made it? Sorry. It's Sky. No. So Sky, sorry. It's okay. available to watch on Sky now at the minute, um, but it obviously aired originally on Sky. Um, yep. So Kenneth Branagh plays Boris Johnson, and I didn't watch it at the time that it came out um, because I don't have Sky, um, but I was able to watch it for this um and in the stills i remember the trailers and everything i thought wow he looks a lot like boris johnson they've done a really good job here clearly that was just for the like promotional material because in the show he does not look like boris johnson he, <laughs> he, he doesn't look like kenneth branner like i don't think you would know it was kenneth branner okay he, doesn't, he, does, he looks like you know the elvis impersonators you see in vegas like that <laughs> sort of take on Boris but but does he do a good Boris then well this is the thing I had to take credit for this line because I it was my flatmate that said it he said he he's kind of like doing the impression of Boris that you would do down the pub after like three pints like that's not good it, it, but, but, is, well, but isn't that the only Boris though because he's he so does, he's, he does Boris he's so hard well. to take off because he's so like he does Boris so well but a, it, it seems like an impersonation but then Boris yeah. seems like he's yeah. impersonating exactly um he's very good and then you have andrew buchan from better as hancock he was great as hancock 
Um, Ophelia Loving Bond, who plays Carrie Simmons, looks exactly like how I think Carrie Simmons looked. I don't know if I've actually really seen her properly, apart from in all the incriminating lockdown party photos, but she looks yeah. like I would have imagined her to, and she plays that role really well. Um, yeah, when it came out, The Guardian, com- I mean, it's The Guardian, so they were always going to, but they complained that it had been too um, soft on Boris. And I don't really know if they had. Like, he looks for the first three episodes like a complete tit and a total buffoon that doesn't really know what he's doing. And mm. he's shown sort of giving advice, telling people not to shake hands and having meetings with Chris Whitty where they talk about the need to social distance. And then that's cut with him entering a hospital and shaking the hands of all the staff there. And um, I mean, it doesn't God, it's giving me anxiety being, just talking about it. God, I don't know if I could go for it. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> present him as like an evil figure. But I don't yeah. necessarily think he was during the pandemic. I think he was just probably more of a buffoon. Like he comes across in the show just totally unsure of what's going on, out of his depth. Yeah, but I, sp- I suppose the it. thing is, though, should we be forgiving of that? That's the question, yeah. isn't it? But you I don't know, necessarily um, think the show really asks you to. I mean, it does focus on mm-hmm. him getting ill and being hospitalised. But I mean, that that did happen. So, mm. um, I mean, obviously he's at the centre of it. But what they do really well is every episode you see different families is their loved ones like start coughing and get sick and are taken to hospital and then are told that they can't visit the hospital and they're not really sure why because this is like never in their life have they been not allowed to see their relatives on death's door in hospital. And then they're like on iPads Skyping in as their like mum or dad is about to be put on a ventilator. So it's really heavy going in that sense. Well, I mean, yeah. there's there's also a little bit of humour like throughout it, like some some quite good lines. Boris Johnson's telling Carrie about his fever, and he talks about his, his temperatures like thirty eight point five degrees or something. And he says, "Some oh, what's that in what's that in Great British Fahrenheit?" Which I think gets his character <laughs> really well with those sort of throwaway lines. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and he's also obsessed with Shakespeare, which I know Boris probably is, but like in the show, there's so much yeah. Shakespeare. Um, and I think it's maybe they're trying to create him as like a Shakespearean sort of tragic character, which yeah. may be a bit too generous because he's he's not all that, is he? He's just mm. a, a bit of a tip that I managed to get elected. was quite good at sort of showing him as a very superficial person. Mm. Like he when he is just sort of stuttering and making his, his references and things. Yeah. Yeah, it does make him seem like just very shallow surface level. They're not invested yeah. in like, he's an interesting character with interiority or whatever. No. Oh, mm. it's, it's, yeah, it's, I, they had a, there was a Gogglebox 20 year special on recently, which is worth watching if anybody's looking for something random to watch. And um, especially because it has lots of clips of some of the very older characters that used to be part of it um viewers and one of the clips was that speech he made about going to Peppa Pig land and oh yes and, yeah. and I honestly was watching it going this is so wild and bizarre yeah. do you do you recall that you know he I was remember talking, him talking and, about the the trains at Peppa Pig land yeah. yeah, and he lost his. He had a speech and he lost his trail of thought and yes, he started yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about the fact that he'd been at Peppa Pig at the weekend 
Peppa Pigland and that he liked the the characters there because they were all a particular way or whatever and it was it's so and his hair is like standing on end and it's it's <laughs> it's like some sort of mad parody you know and I think I think we were going through such a mad collective trauma at the time we were sort of just like well this is the hand we've been dealt we just have to roll with it and looking back it's like how did we even get through all of that but anyway um, I think watching watching this program would probably bring back a lot of memories like that. That you're like, yeah. wow, wow, I'd forgotten about that crazy thing that happened. You know, these these small things that were like huge at the time, um, but there was so much so much detail. You know, there was a different different thing to panic over every week or every yeah. day, whether it was PPE contracts or a lack of PPE or you know whether people getting arrested for like going for a walk in the park or whatever. You know that blew up and then there was something else the next day and it's just surreal isn't it watching yeah. the thing yeah yeah but I, I think boris benefits in this series from them focusing also on dom cummings yeah. so simon yeah. paisley day i believe his name is plays cummings in the show and he's clearly the main like bad guy like mm. and I, obviously i don't know how accurate the characterization is because i don't i've never met cummings but he comes across as like just the worst boss, um, mm. like just a terrible, terrible boss to deal with in the show. <laughs> mm. oh, I think it's, it's too interested in Dominic Cummings. Like mm, towards really? the end, Maybe. it just gets obsessed with him. And yeah, he's I think not it that is interesting built around the Barnard Castle thing. Mm. Mm. I know at the time that was a big deal, but it's not the biggest takeaway yeah. from the pandemic now is it, that, that Dominic yeah. Cummings went to Barnard Castle. Yeah, another example of the mad focus on stuff that, you yeah. know, different story every day or whatever. Okay, right. Well, uh, in general, though, Stephen, you would recommend... Definitely, yeah. I mean, great yeah, acting. Yeah. Like I, Kenneth Branagh is obviously a very, very good actor. Um, yeah. And you do sort of accept, you sort of suspend your disbelief over his... Um, Bad Boris, yeah. Yeah, the, he does sort of become Boris after a little while and that's how you yeah. end up picturing Boris. But um, mm. yeah, no, great, great show overall. Really good human drama um, mm-hmm. and just, you know, just a bit heavy after living through the pandemic to then to yeah. then re- yeah, relive yeah, it, yeah. but very good. Yeah, and as we said before, very timely considering everything that's going on this week and the anniversary. Yep. So thanks for that, Stephen. You can watch that on Sky. It's all Sky. there right now. Cool. Thanks for joining us this week. Do look out for our Friday morning screen Babel weekend watch, which will preview what to watch over the weekend and beyond. If you have any suggestions for what TV we need to get into our lives, drop us a line via our social media. You'll find us on Twitter at National World TV and on all other platforms as National World. You can also sign up for our wonderful weekly TV newsletter by going to nationalworld.com forward slash newsletters. We'd love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can reach as many TV lovers as possible. We'll be back next week with more Screen Babble. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.